grain podcast. I always wear this bucket hat when I'm directing. Discord. You are a creative. We get it. Instagram. Patreon. As a filmmaker, he is nothing. A zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. Rub Vaseline on the lens. Wes Anderson. It's like the sound is off in a the theater. I, I go mentally ill. Spike Jones sucks bad. These guys are liberal filmmakers. They cannot be trusted. Why do we have to see his fucking name in the movie? It's okay. This is a film. Let the creative people talk to the money people. Best Bender. Final Cut Pro. Anything by Cassavetes. Gritty New York City. What, no Q&A? Never make a movie. Yeah. I was right. obsessed with trash. The movie's trash, you know? Joe Schmo did the fucking food. James Gray sucks. What's the deal with me and I on pack? Uh, I just think they're funny. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Doritos bags look mad different. Best Bender. Rogue Hacker. I call Director Juice. Make out with girls. I, I'm crazy about sound. We were watching Mean Girls. I'm my fucking line producer, Trust Fund, baby. And you'll never make it in this business. Yeah. Get me brackage. Left wing politics. I'm an artist, one of the first great artists of the 21st century. Josh Sapke. Reduced black ratio. We got Ion Pack. We got uh, Tony Hawk is in the house. He hasn't made a fucking good film in 25 years. Experimental film. There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films. I'm a straight up slut. Satellite Ion HQ right now. Won't say where it is, but we're in a new spot right now. Yeah, we're in a new spot. Still have the old spot. That's we're just trying it out somewhere else today. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Big, extremely industrial non-place. Yeah, I really hope our, our bull next door comes back and makes an appearance. Oh, I really hope not. It actually would really throw me off. To be honest with you. Yeah, can you imagine? It's like, hook up the audio interference. Where the fuck? I mean, who cares? I hate it. Oh, you, who cares? Oh, dude, stop. No, no, stop. <laughs> That's what it's like for me. All right, I got something for you. All right, what? I just saw Memoria. <laughs> There's no more of me left. 
<laughs> yes, I'm part of the ironic post left. <laughs> Did you like write that? Yeah. Were you waiting for I that? Th- I, I was gonna say, it. there's no way that was freestyle. I thought of it. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> um, I was gonna be really impressed. I know, right? Um, yeah, I was, I was gonna try and have it come off as if it was like off the top bars, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone knows. Um, yeah, Jay-Z watching a Peter Pong. That's a new... Blissfully yours. <laughs> Cemetery of Splendor. Uncle Pumi, who can recall his past lives. Oh, man. <laughs> wow, we were fucking it up. Mysterious object at noon. <laughs> I just saw Memoria. <laughs> yes, there's no more of me. Left. I'm part of the ironic post left. <laughs> I just saw Memoria. There's no more of me left. <laughs> oh my god. They're just being some, like a peach pong trend amongst like popular rappers. <laughs> they're like always named like instead of like fashion brands or whatever. They're just like always dropping a peach pong. That's on, that's honestly coming. It is coming randomly. Yeah. What else did he do? Syndromes in a century. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Sorry, we've been gone from solo for a while. Packers and heads. We are actually going to do this weekly now. So if you're thinking about leaving, don't, because you're going to get another one next week. What's wrong? I'm thinking of a bar. (laughs) I can tell you're trying to think of something. Syndromes in a century. What is this voice? Who's this? This is me. This is me. (laughs) BuzzFeed mentioned me. The Bull Joe Bernstein. Beautiful Joe. <laughs> Mention the whole team. Mm. Tell him. Um, that's all you got. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta inhabit a rapper, though. I uh, no, I kind of like it. Just this is me. I'm just freestyling. It's it's gotta be like yeah. No, I I feel that. <laughs> Let me think. It's gotta be some like um. Joe Bernstein on the text. Joan Bernstein on the text. Blissfully yours. Got contacted by Joe Bernstein for BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no rhyme anymore. Yeah, no rhyme. Just, go, just going for it. <laughs> the best I could come up with was, I just saw Memoria. <laughs> There's no more of me left. Yes, I'm part of the ironic post left. I Joe thought- Bernstein on the text. Kind of rhymes. Yeah. Uncle Boomy, who can recall his past lives. Yeah, I got three wives from... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, dude. I thought the ironic post-left thing would take us into talking about that Uh, style shit. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that's a good lead-in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a little late now, but we got to talk about the Bernstein shit. You're a blockhead, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I Beautiful parent, Joe. I bet your parents called you dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean. Nah, respect to the bull, Joe. Yeah, respect to the bull. Honestly, the article's, like, perfectly fine. 
Um, I liked it. Well, <laughs> I thought it was kind. Of, I mean, I have issues with just like the maybe the impetus for writing. No, it. exactly. So that's my whole thing is you know I first read it and I was like, okay, this actually isn't really a hit piece. This is a, you know, at least it's saying good things about Trevor. You know, whatever. But it's sort of a conundrum because it's like I was like I actually like the way that this characterizes Trevor. However, yeah, I don't like that it's char- like that's the the re- the the reason for the existence of the article is because of Trevor, which is inherently like feels actually problematic to me. Well, it's just if he really thought Trevor was such an interesting artist, which is what he said when he contacted us and we didn't answer. Um, yeah. It gives Trevor a little bit too much agency. Well, it, I'm, he says, oh, you know, I'm researching the, this and the teal. I've learned that Trevor is actually such an interesting artist and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I just think if that was actually true, if he actually just cared about Trevor being an interesting artist and wanted to investigate this, this like, interesting character, he would have just written the article about Trevor. But the article wasn't about Trevor. It was about Peter Thiel. That was the whole title. That was the whole thesis of yeah, the thing. Yeah, and Trevor was sort of like his token way into... Yeah, well, it was like... A, it just... It didn't even seem like he was that interested in Trevor as a person or an artist or, or anything. It, it was more of, just fascinated of, that this guy was taking Peter Thiel money. That's still... I just don't understand... Like, who cares? What is this fascination? Like, what... Caring about who funds things. It's such, It's so bizarre. Why would you... Like... That's what this guy does. What yeah. he did with Sam Hyde and shit. He's always trying to find the like secret ideologies that that people secretly have or something like that. Like it is a problem that I think journalists have is like it's you know because like obviously like the incentive is to like get the scoop or like un- unveil some sort of like conspiratorial like. That's look, what I'm saying. Look at the way things work. I, I but what is what is his motivation? Like why does he do it? You know, is it just like some bigger power that powers that be uh have convinced this guy that this is a noble cause because they want it exposed for some reason it's something like that you know yeah i mean i'm glad we stayed out of it it's just bizarre if like the left-wing billionaire was funding it then it's okay you know to be honest with you like i think part of why i personally at least wanted to stay out of it was literally because like i know this is the vibe with like fucking journalists and like of course cool. I, you think i wanted to be in it like on top of thinking like transgression or where the fuck is lame i think that like the way that it would be written about eventually which it was is also lame it's just the whole thing feels like ugh, come on yeah i just don't i the the fascination with um well, no, because it's not a fascination. You can be fascinated by whatever you want. You don't need a justification for it. But this attitude that it's somehow important work to be exposing what you perceive as possible secret ideologies, while at the same time trying to maintain this uh, uh, neutral journalist tone really, really pisses me off. Yeah, and it, it kind of, as much as it does characterize Trevor in a way that I've Feel is nice and I is I romantic like I'm I you know I'm emotional about like him being canonized or remembered in some way doesn't the article doesn't exactly get it right no not at all and um but it, it it characterizes him as nice but it was like this guy doesn't care about this if he if he really cared about Trevor he would have just written the article about Trevor I doubt he's seen the supercut that we screened at Hollowinized. <laughs> So true. No, but like, has yeah, like, did he watch any of Trevor's films? No, it's a, and then beyond not work? being right, like, it's still, like, well, I guess Red Scare said this, but 
it it's not like Peter Thiel is personally giving money to these people. That was a great point. Yeah, like Peter Thiel literally does not know. What like, there's no. Happening. He, he has never heard of any of this. Any of these people. He has companies and people that work. Tons of people that work under him for various companies that fund various things. He has, he has basically like vultures beneath him who are just like trying to use his money for their own. Like well, if, yeah, and they'll see what works and they throw it to things that can't get funded otherwise. Um, that that in some way they see could be beneficial to them either down the line or immediately, whatever. Um, and just like patron the arts in that way and arts that they see as... Um, that could benefit them in some way. It's not like they're actually watching the movies or know of the artists involved, and they're like, we need to fund these artists. Because yeah. if th there was nothing ideological, really, in the entire festival, unless you count Alex's War, but that's just a documentary. It's not yeah. ideological, in my opinion. I, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm morally broke. I'm anti-woke. <laughs> 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 That's why I'm participating in the anti woke. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So at the end of the day, we did not participate in the anti woke film festival. We didn't. No, not at all. If if Larry Clark had come through. Oh man, now he threw me off though. What was I saying? I was going the fucking as always. And that's when Hadrian spoke. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis Yarvin brought the coke. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Alright, now that now it's done. Alright. Until I think, until I think of another one, it's done. <laughs> I was just so into it. Um fuck, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. There's no okay, it's nothing to do with the artists involved. Peter Thiel has not doesn't know anything about any of these people. Has never heard of any of these people. No, you know what it comes down to. Like even for people listening, this like nobody cares. Like nobody fucking cares about Peter Thiel or any of this shit. Of course not. Uh, That's apart from the people who are like even tangentially involved or like worried about like should I be involved or like is it actually from Peter Thiel? Yes, it is. Like oh, is that actually bad? Like nobody. The audience ultimately doesn't care. Like I I talk to people who go to Stolt and PCC stuff and they're just like they're, it's like not even in a part of what they say. They're just like oh, there's an event tonight. Nobody cares. Right. Well, that and that was my other point is like there's nothing at this festival that, you know, is ideological in some way that is going to like benefit Teal. So that's why I don't understand why people are so obsessed with trying to figure out if he's like Well, I think it's because this, I, I think it's a compelling narrative that like the this scene, some like dirtbag, ironic post left, whatever, is somehow I mean, everybody's, like, journalists especially, like, look through a political lens constantly, like, to a yeah. fault, and they're sort of like, oh, this is a political reaction, maybe, like, wouldn't it be an incredible narrative if it were, like, actually being funded by the other side? Like, it's bad guy syndrome. It's always just like, oh, the boogeyman is behind this. I know, but why do they care? Because, because well, I mean, because they're, because they're self-righteous. It's like, the, the, the whole, it's the whole energy of, like... I'm on the left, and like I am good, and like there are bad people. Yeah, that's what I'm they saying. They, that, that's what I was saying. That's what it's I meant. Like Scooby Doo shit. Exactly. But that's what I meant by saying like they think it's important work. They think what they're doing is like going to somehow help somebody who I don't know. It's going to help somebody yeah. that's exposing this bad thing. Yeah. But what's bad? Even if it was more true than it was, which it's not. Yeah. Why would that be bad? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like, well, it's like a I, festival got funding. So that 
like some small time artists who make no money could get a little check to like show their shit like who I think, cares I think people are looking for refuge from the news also and there's like a there's a tendency to want to like figure out and document like what's going on like there's a vibe shift article there's a peter teal article like there's all these like there's all these like articles that are sort of like this is what's going on and it to provide some sort of like cultural refuge from like covid and like joe Biden, like whatever the fuck else is going on in the world like ukraine and russia like there's this idea that like oh we're not writing about culture enough or like the, what is culturally happening i'm like how is how does that relate to world events like it's just, I mean, also, it's driven by money. It's like, they, there literally needs to be articles about what's yeah, going on. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, that's really, like, they're obsessed with uncovering, yes, the Scooby-Doo reveal, style reveal of, like, who's secretly behind things. As a journalist, it's, like, it's literally touted as, like, the number one thing you can do. Like, right. The most noble thing you can do well, is to, like, that's, I'm fascinated with that. figuring out who's the secret string puller behind Joe Bernstein-style shit. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, honestly, big shout out to the bull Joe Bernstein. Yeah, I mean, the article's well written. It was fine. I was expecting something just like, I mean, I feel bad. I actually felt bad reading it. I was like, oh man, I was really expecting like a, a really horrible hit piece. But I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, also, I guess. It's like so long that I was like, if anybody actually read the whole thing, I know. They're probably involved. Like, no, and it was, it was honestly well written. It was, it's a fine article. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not, I have no gripe with, with the article. Um, I saw besides the philosophy behind it and why it had like I understand if his initial um, instinct to look into all this stuff was the Peter Thiel fascination and even if he mentioned that but why does that have to be the whole point of the article if if he he clearly that was what his fascination with it he didn't uncover much because there isn't much to uncover so in my opinion he should have just made it an article about Trevor well which it in, was in but it still isn't the thesis I mean, I think the article is very confused with what it's about. Yeah, like, that's true. Like if any, like if anything, I feel like maybe Trevor should not have been in it because, like, some I saw some people had an issue with, like, kind of narrativizing or like making a, an emotional climax out of Trevor's death, which I understand, but at the same time, like that did actually happen and like is sort of in, an insane. Like, it's an insane occurrence well, I'm, that I'm, that was mixed in. Like, it's part of the story. I'm glad there's an article about Trevor. I just wish the article was about Trevor and it wasn't just the thing that's memorializing Trevor is this thing about Peter Thiel, which is completely pointless and is just driven by ideology. Yeah, it's a bummer that, like, Trevor's legacy... I mean, it's probably it'll probably be the biggest article that's ever written that mentions Trevor Bazile. And it, it has to be bogged down with, like, With ideology, yeah. It's like... That really is not ultimately like in the spirit of what he wanted to do at all. But I mean, he was fighting those people constantly. Like I re-listened to our episode. I know him, and that he, was Trevor's main thing. His main thing was just he was like, I can't believe these fucking people exist. Like, yeah, how, why exactly. Do, why exactly. Do you, why do you care? That's that's the other reason why I'm saying all this because it was like this was a thing that we bonded with over Trevor when we first met him was not being able to understand this like compulsion that this style person has. Um which seems to be the prevalent style person in, you know, media and culture. And they're still out there. And it's like this article actually was well-researched, okay, well-written, and spoke well about Trevor. So it should be an article about Trevor. That should be the name. That should be the thesis. That's not enough. It's not enough for BuzzFeed, dude. Like, they need the... Exactly, but... They need the, the political slant. They need the, like, you know, House of Cards I, But you know what? I wish, like... Shit. 
See, like, that's why I liked Gawker. Because when Gawker would, like, speaking of Peter Thiel, yeah. who took him down. <laughs> but because when Gawker would, like, have some type of weird, the writer would have some type of personal um, interest in something seemingly insignificant, like who funded it, you know? Yeah. They would kind of take on this, uh, like, Perez Hilton style tone. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. they would, like, be tongue in cheek in this way that they were, like, the author clearly understands that this is not, this is like a personal thing. Why he's so fascinated with uh, this this one aspect, yeah. but he's they're gonna use that as the aesthetic. So I'm like, I know it's petty, but who cares? I respect that. It's this thing that I'm talking about of like this attitude of we're doing the important work by like exposing something. It's like it's not important at all. It's I, it's it's not. I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> this one's good. It's re- it was related to exactly to what you're talking about. All right. Why are you so obsessed with Peter Thiel? Big shouts to Trevor Memes Bazile. Oh, there we go. Are you kidding me? They rhyme? <laughs> yeah, what? Peter Memes. That's so Peter, underrated. Peter Memes Bazile. Peter Memes Bazile. Trevor Thiel. Tre- Trevor, Trevor Memes Thiel. Trevor Memes Thiel. <laughs> Trevor Memes Thiel. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed <laughs> with Peter Thiel? Big shouts to Tre- Trevor Memes Bazile. <laughs> That's true, though. That's facts. That's for you, Joe. Yeah. Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe. <laughs> um, you, had, you had some beef that you were trying to unload. Actually, you know what? Fuck that. Let's real quick switch gears to... We're going to put this out this week. We got mm-hmm. we got encore screenings with Betsy Brown's actors. Yes, we do. Um, we're doing the Q&A on the 18th. March 18th. March 18th. Annie Hamilton, March 19th. Dasha Nekrasova. March twentieth, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think ours and Dosh's are sold out. And Wait, we're we're the still, we're the eighteenth, yeah. And Annie's, you can still get tickets for. What does that say? Annie just had the Times article. Why are you not selling tickets, Annie? Come on. It's all it's almost sold out. It'll probably be sold out by the time this drops. Yeah, but come check that out at the Roxy. Big shouts to Elise and the Roxy and Betsy Brown. Peter and we have Brown. another Q and A coming up. Might as well announce that now. It's close. Yeah, we're doing a Molly Omens. They're bringing El Planeta back on March twenty fifth. I think that following weekend. Mm-hmm. Excited for both of those. The reason also I'm bringing that up is because Screen Slate, uh, for some reason, oh yeah, here we go. has found themselves incapable of listing any of the screenings, which is no surprise over here, but. How cucked do you have to actually be to not list sold out screen like they they list screenings at Roxy every single night for mm-hmm. fucking Michael Manfax presents, which by the way I did go to the Insider and it was insane heat obviously special film if there ever was one, um, but dude, John, Screen Slate John, or uh, actually this is a public service announcement to the board of Screen Slate yeah the board because I know that there is a board um. <laughs> Because we've seen a lot of tweets about that board. Um, it definitely needs a board, that's for sure. They're doing a lot of work. List the screenings. We're, we're, we're hosting screenings. There's, like, there's no beef. What is the problem? They've done this. I'm, I won't name names, but there's other filmmakers who like clearly this beef with screenings. And they just like mm-hmm. ref- they refuse to fucking post that there's like screenings of filmmakers or people that they don't fuck with. Like, yeah. If we ran Fandango... <laughs> We would like even if we like for example if Screen Slate was hosting a screening and like our the our job was to Fandango New York and like fucking yeah. list everything that's happening I'd still list the shit yeah I wouldn't be like oh they don't exist like yeah. we're not listing it come on and 
like what is the beef that's the real eternal question it's like they just don't like the vibe for some reason big shouts though to john at screens because i remember he reached out to us when we yeah, i thought they liked us when like, billy Co- billy corgan tweeted the ion pack or in like st- right, right, storied right. the ion pack for some reason for uh, for moyer or something and he he like hit us up and was like oh my god this is insane i was like oh it's a Grammy all good. I know. I thought they fucked with us. So I guess not. Um, I mean, maybe it's just an oversight, but I really doubt it based off of what I've been reading. Um, yeah, there's no chance. We also want to announce that we are never going to join Twitter or TikTok. How about never? Maybe we should join TikTok. I can't do it. Nope. We're not do doing it. it. I really can't Because we it. recently realized that the supercuts of the pods that we put on Instagram are essentially TikToks. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Someone like, said that to me this weekend. And I was like... Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, so my, true. my boomer ass over here is, like, editing yeah. a, what is essentially a TikTok. What is a TikTok? Yeah. Like, it's putting in hours <laughs> on, like, making what TikTok does automatically. Yeah. and uh, But oh, it just made me feel like, well, because we saw that the Teddy one was doing numbers on TikTok. That, yeah, that's what someone pointed out, like, oh, I saw an Ion Supercut on my TikTok Explore page. Yeah, I was like, what? And um, TikTok is doing numbers over on TikTok. I think we just need to just oh, accept the fact. Like such a boomer. We just need to accept the fact that we are on Instagram and always will be. I know, and I can't tweet. I'd be, I'd be looking at Twitter though. Oh, that's such a hateful relationship I have. With I it. know it's bad. Every, it's weird because everybody kind of knows it. So even the people who are the most annoying on Twitter be complaining on Twitter about Twitter all, all day. day, all day. I know. You know what I hate? That you know what I hate is like on this site. Everybody says that. It's I like know. just say Twitter, or you know what I mean, like. So on like this website, so many yeah. of you on this website, like this website, like why is that the like? But why is that? What's uh, it's just like weird Twitter speak. I don't know. Yeah, I obviously you know if you listen to the show regularly, you know we try not to go into like weird personal online niche drama. But then we were just talking and we decided that's randomly what's good. <laughs> I'm hesitant, but you know what? Fuck it. Not all the time. Yeah. Definitely not all the time. But I mean, dude. I think I think we like kind of gave clout to Screen Slate by mentioning that beef early on. Cause, like people did not know what the fuck it was. That's so true. You see, Screen Slate has a pod now. <laughs> of course, Eugene's got a pod. I bet that it's cold. <laughs> That's what we realized. People who hate, they're just mad that they have cold shit. You know, we also underrate is that Eugene released his first episode of his podcast on the coldest day of the year. <laughs> Was it actually? It was the recorded coldest day of 2022. (laughs) And we're early in the year. (laughs) And I bet it won't be topped. (laughs) We're not getting any colder than that. Oh, big shots to Gene. (laughs) How did you not tell me that? I did. I sent you a screenshot. I think you like thought it was a joke or something. Oh, wow. It was literally the coldest day of the year. (laughs) So sick. Damn. Um... Yeah, maybe the screen slate shit is an oversight. Well, I should just say, Scary of 61st was also initially not listed when it was first yeah, screening. Right. And they, there was, like, you know, anger about that. And then there somebody reached out to somebody, and they were like, oh, we, we like, forgot. But I also don't buy. It's like, you didn't forget. It's like, that's, like, literally, like, a big, new, original indie movie from New York that's coming out and premiering. It's like, come on, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 
you know, you know, you know how to fucking. It's Fandango. It literally is like li- I can't understand. They need to raise money to list what's happening. It's on my rockness. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Like think about like us. Like people should know we've never gone out and be like we're looking for funding or like we have a board. Like we, you know, it's not not like well, I think we our... look for funding every time we post a link to the Patreon. But yeah, <laughs> that's different though. Like they have that too. They're doing that on top of. They have Patreon. Yeah, they have Patreon. Like for, for fucking what? <laughs> what do you, what are we getting? The, the Fandango. <laughs> We're getting the shit that I've had on my phone for like seven years. It's like damn, we got support. I do look at screens like that a lot. I fucking look at it every day. Yeah, it is sick. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it's sick. It's sick. It's sick. Oh, I stay looking at it. It actually is weird that Bernstein still works BuzzFeed because, like, I was like, I was like, maybe, like, what else is BuzzFeed hooking up? And I was like, oh my fucking god, I cannot believe this is still a thing. Uh, yeah, I like didn't the even know it was still a site. Like, he must be like basically the only serious person there or something. Like, mm-hmm. it's all like list. It's still like O seven listicle energy. Yeah, I just you know Bernstein, if you're listening. Because like, he is a patron. Underrated. It's like the four ingredients they use at Chipotle that, ha- that contain rat poison. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm it's like all that. I just want to say, you know, big shouts. The article's well written. Glad you wrote about Trevor. Glad it wasn't a hit piece. This is uh, the reason I was like resistant to maybe doing beef. Because like even now I'm like roasting streams there, but I'm like, man, how many big shouts? Because like, I, I am sort of in a good place where I'm like, I, I do want to like have a fight with someone, but I also want to make up. I'm very, like, I, I like the dynamic of... So yeah, like, like it really is the Gallo on Stern, like, and Roger Ebert calling. So it. true. You know what I mean? It's like there was huge beef, and they're like, like Gallo's energy is like randomly he's the shit. No, but you see, I <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, Bernstein reached out to us, and he seemed perfectly. He nice seemed message. perfectly nice. That voicemail, uh, Joe, was super nice. And I think the article was well researched and well written, and I'm glad it wasn't a hit piece. All I'm saying is, if you find yourself interested in something because it conflicts with your ideology and that is fascinating to you as a journalist fair but then if you find that there's not much else there but you're interested in the artist just write about the artist it doesn't always have to have this ideological slant because it doesn't work that way though because he's got an editor that's like for a company it's like yeah i guess that really is what it is it is what it is when you have like an overlord like that like he you know what i mean like he might he might recognize that as a writer he's probably like pretty smart Definitely. Like, he definitely knows, like, all right, what's the core of the article about? And he has to, like, compromise and make it, like, all right, so the Peter Thiel's really the hook, but, like, Mr. Trevor Bazile over here is also randomly the hook. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I have to, you know, wait, you know, balance out which, you know, talking about both of those things. You know, it's, it's always just a compromise, and it's, like, that's what happens when you, like, have to answer to someone else. Honestly, not to bring up him and the conversation between him and Sam Hyde, but he actually, Sam Hyde makes a good point when he's saying, like, what was your dream as a writer? Like, I, it actually is something to be curious about. And I think about it with a lot of journalists. Or like That's what I'm saying. On Twitter. It's sort of like, actually, what was your dream? Was your dream to be to be Scooby-Doo guy and, like, take the mask that's, off? But that's what I'm saying. Or that, was it to, like, write a book? That's, or, like, that's exactly what I'm creative? saying. I feel like that's, I feel like he has. He must. Him and a lot of journalists like him just have this thing where they want to do the Scooby-Doo thing. Um. And then, but like along the way, you find out that there isn't much in the way of the Scooby Doo thing, but you do have to still somehow work that into the article for what reason, you know? Yeah. Just, 
there wasn't much of the Peter Thiel story. It was some company that's related to him maybe gave money to like a festival had nothing to do with any of the artists it's because it's for clicks it's like it's, yeah it's spicy it's whatever you know and, and nothing in the festival was like right wing or whatever the fuck so no <laughs> it wasn't though i mean wasn't that writing shit what is the writing What's oh well i don't know i i don't know I, that, that to, to be fair there's definitely some, i don't know i don't know like 75 percent of the shit was that was in that but, uh, but yeah i guess i, I actually have no idea you don't talk about like no we idea. don't really know what's good yeah um every time things in that world drop a whole new list of random people that they're affiliated with i'm like damn there's some whole other shit going yeah there's some, there's some whole other shit going on but like we've always said like big shots of people doing shit like i mean that one did seem particularly cursed to us personally um and it was clearly but and continues to be mm-hmm. um but you know people are doing shit having uh, events whatever yeah but it's no beef bernstein no, Big not at all. Just like, just stop with the ideological stuff. But at the same time, it it was less it was less like that than I actually thought it would be, based off of like the million, sure. But it was loaded. You know? shit. Like if, it lo- if you look back to that other article, it mm-hmm. was like, it was like oh, he was on some other shit. But that's right. what I'm saying. It's, it was because there's none of that here. So that was why. Why didn't he just give up that angle to the story if he was fascinated with Trevor? Because it's what this like wasn't there. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. How do you feel about the like the term, the ironic post left? Like, <laughs> I I don't even understand people what they're roasting talking about. us for being ironic. Like, I was thinking about irony recently, and I was like, I really don't think that we're very ironic. I mean, we make jokes, but like, no. For me, it's when people are like, people talk about like some kind of. People love to say nihilism. Like, oh, they, what do they even stand What does this whole crew even yeah, like, stand they, for? Yeah, what do they stand they for? They don't even stand for They anything. don't believe in anything. Like, we've, we believe in everything. Yeah, like, like, I, I'm, like, the most optimistic, like, I mean, when people ass. say that, it's just a telltale sign that they don't actually listen or know anything about us. They it's don't just engage, based yeah. on associations they have. Yeah, it's just, like, again, it's just, like, bad guy syndrome. Yeah. They're just, like, oh, that's different. It's bad. It's ironic. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot um, because of uh, that Substack. Which one? Oh, that the one you sent me. Yeah, this guy Crumps seems like. I mean, I've been seeing him around online for a long time, and he seems like the absolute worst kind of guy. I'm gonna read this little passage from it. Yeah, should we do our reading section? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I have a pretty long thing to read. I want to find <laughs> it. This is one of the most ridiculous. So there's this. I, I see. I'm not actually tapped into, like, weird, like, the kind of... Substack shit? Yeah, and the, like, socialist Twitter stuff. How the fuck did you find this shit? Uh, Someone sent it to me because he wrote a piece on NPCC. But then he also wrote a piece on the Dime Square play. Do things I don't... Or, or I don't know anything about anyone affiliated with that, but I found it interesting because... I'm not even trying to give spotlight to that shit. I don't even want to talk about it. No, I mean, it. but I only was interested in reading it because he used yeah, yeah, it yeah. as a way to tear into our whole quote-unquote scene and how it's like, no, I was sticking, doesn't seeing, like, stand for anything. I unpacked crowd. I'm like, why? Yeah, I what know. What is that? That's what I'm saying. Annie? <laughs> you know what I mean? Kave? Like, what I is like, that? It doesn't stand for anything. And uh, I don't really understand what. Well, okay, so this guy, 
Okay, the reason I'm I'm even thinking about this guy, and this this guy, he doesn't even mention us in the substacks, but it's like directed at our whole shit. So yeah. it just got me angry, or it got me thinking, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was going off about how uh, art needs to be more political, not less political, and like everyone, all these people who try to act like art needs to be less political are you know so awful and dumb and and yeah. nihilist that's the everyone's so obsessed with that like what what like who's a nihilist i don't know any nihilists like it's yeah. just, we're so fucking stupid such like a theory brain way of thinking but i don't really understand what it is that they're so mad about maybe like maybe like uh um individuality pisses these people off like if you make something personal it pisses you off like they, they think art has to be speaking to some you know giant like liberation cause or some kind of thing which that is an interesting thing that i've been t- thinking about because i don't know if it was kavi or somebody but it's like just, raise awareness style shit it's like a guitar thing too of like you know like all art is inherently political or whatever and like I've, I've always had a problem with that because i'm like if you see it that way, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can frame anything. Like, I could frame anything with any framing and be like, it's it's randomly. Like, I could say, like, every, like all art is sexual. Like, you can read anything sexually mm-hmm. or politically or sure. whatever, Lee. Yeah. But, like, if that's not the artist's intention, or, like, I don't know. It's just like, know, exactly. it's sort of irrelevant. Well, that's what I was like. Maybe I'm overthinking this, but this guy, Crumps, he's like a whole, he's like a DSA guy who, like, is openly a communist, you know. There's also, politics are fucking made up. Yeah, like we made this shit up. Everything that we talk about when we talk about ideology or politics is why I don't like talking about it. Is because it's like it's literally all nonsense. It's all made up. Like obviously, it has real world impact, like based off of what you think. But like, I mean, maybe I guess the only sentiment that sort of exists in our generation is just that like we are sort of helpless, and that maybe that leads to some sort of, you know, like. Hey, what you doing? <laughs> 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 Alright, well, wow. um, leads to just some sort of like antipathy. I'm like, oh, well, we can't change ever- anything, and like politics suck. Like, maybe there's that attitude, which is just yeah. Like, no, I th- for st- I, I don't know what it is because I don't really fully understand <laughs> the personality type of like Brooklyn guy who thinks he's a communist. Um, it's a I weird, thought, strange I they personality were type. I thought it was not, no, not even close. But oh, communist. I, I know it's it's so ridiculous because that like what do you that, that's the thing like that's the type of person that's going to say like we or, or people that we're friends with don't stand for anything like what do you stand for like a f- the fake idea of like revolution that you got from undergrad it's it's so bizarre it's it's so bizarre but um I guess I was just so confused I was like what is making this guy so angry like. What, read it. I was like, why does he, what does he think is so different um, about people in this scene? Like, why does he even care, I guess is my real point. Like, like, wh- what is this? Drop it. And then I, there's this really unreal paragraph that I couldn't get over. Here it is. I certainly don't need to tell you that this place, this place referring to Dime Square, this place oh. is also emphatically not in Brooklyn. You already know how Brooklyn is too political. You already know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You already know how Brooklyn is too political, too woke, too soft, too soy, 
too consumed by cancel culture to be a fertile climate for artistic yeah, expression. Yeah, we're not chilling in Williamsburg because it's too soy now. <laughs> <laughs> You've already heard about how the vibes are shifting back to downtown Manhattan, which is grittier and sleazier. It's a place where older literary men can have younger muses, free from the prudish Robespierre's of the North Brooklyn DSA, which is how things were back when New York City's art world had real bad boys like Vincent Gallo. Oh yeah, there there we are. So that's what <laughs> that's why this felt personal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, that was like randomly the most insane thing I've ever read, Loki. Uh, and and then I realized like no, there is it's just it's all personal. Like it's all like this guy for some reason is such a weird projection. Like just being some like weird communist guy in Brooklyn who cares enough to write pieces about like a group of friends on the Lower East Side. And, and projecting this idea that oh, they think Brooklyn's too soy. They think they, they want gritty downtown. What the fuck is he talking about? Well, it's it's also, the most ridiculous thing I've ever read. I swear to God, it's completely insane. It's also weird because like as if downtown New York is like something that people are returning to. It's like that's always been the shit. I, I, it's that's never like, not what been is a he thing. talking about? There was no era. I mean, like I guess. Paul Banks, yeah, yeah, era like music was over there, but like people were still chilling on the Bowery. He dude. must have like, some kind of history with somebody. Maybe he got broken up with or something. You know what I mean? It's like, it, yeah. It's like, why does this guy care so much? It's so bizarre. It's like, what? And I mean, then people were salty all over the internet. It takes the article to just go off about how like he likes communism. Oh, loser! Yeah. It's just like these people are such losers. They and they they really do think that they stand for something. It's it's unbelievable. You know what? Big shouts to you, whatever, dude. <laughs> Crumps, big shouts. <laughs> That's his name. Yeah, Crumps. Yeah. Wasn't there some other shit he said? Um, well, he was going off about how. Um, I actually agree with him on this one. He was like, everybody thinks that this. They, they want to talk about like uh, they're all making the new subversive anti woke art. But, like, I don't see anything subversive. Like, none of this is nearly as subversive as Sam Hyde. Yeah. And I would actually say, I agree with you. Um, that's definitely true. Yeah. Sam Hyde is way more subversive than anything in our sphere. But my... Um, well, you were talking about the transgressive thing earlier. Yeah, and how, like, Sam... What Sam Hyde did is, like, genuinely... It was genuinely transgressive. Like, yeah. he actually just, like, let himself be totally blacklisted. He, like, used torpedoing his own career as part of his whole aesthetic. He actually just did everything he could to become the most hated man. Yeah. I agree that, that you can't top that. But where the thing that's weird to me is I, I don't no one that I know is trying to be transgressive. No one that I know is like making that their thing. That's a thing well, projected on a sure like NPCC said that and like that was their aesthetic, but that's not like our friends or Kyle Brown. <laughs> it's always got to come back. No, Loki Kyle Brown actually is the only true transgressive person in our world. But I, I just miserable uh, barnyard tits, <laughs> barnyard animals, miserable tits. tits. Um, Damn, dude. I guess basically what I'm trying to say is that that narrative that everyone who like is Dime Square Jason of these like nihilists who think they're transgressive, like that is a fake narrative projected onto people by weird losers like this guy who wants to like write sub stacks about people he doesn't know 
it's just it's just high school shit. It's just like people not feeling a part of a clique and then like criticizing for like their lack of stance. On yeah, the well, world dude, or it's whatever. it's literally all just comes back. It's cult. It's um, CPS. Okay, we should tell them about this. There's there's a. I don't, it, I don't know what that is. It's it's actually pretty serious. Um, and there isn't any known treatment for it really. What is it? Um, what does it stand for? It stands for cold pod syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, you're waiting to unveil that one. Yeah, you? it's it's when you have a cold pod, um, or Substack, you it it affects your brain. It There's actually to, a way to intentionally give somebody else's pod C- CPS, and it's by inviting Eugene. Oh, onto true. Your pod as a guest. Yeah. Like, like, let's say your pod's kind of hot, and you like want to give it a cold. <laughs> <laughs> go to yeah. Matt, go to at Mad about huge. Yeah. If you really want this crumbs guy to melt down, you should get a guest post by Eugene. <laughs> get him to push your shit, and then it's terminal CPS, <laughs> inoperable. It, yeah, it'll never. We've actually kind of, in a way, never really recovered from his appearances on <laughs> <in> our pod. <laughs> oh man, we just love the guy too much, but. Yeah, and again, it feels weird now going off on this weird personal beef. But I was like, you know what? No, no, I sometimes, you. sometimes you got to do it. I was randomly so annoyed. I like, because like people like this, like they're obviously smart guys, it's like well-read, smart guy who thinks and and understands culture. How do you arrive at these bizarre conclusions and think that you're somehow, um, you know, this really insightful, you know? you're seeing the writing on the walls kind of thing. You see like what's really happening with all these people that everyone's talking about. First of all, who's everyone talking about? It's you're talking about it. <laughs> you know, it's so, it's just like, like yeah. why do you even care about this? Just move on. What the fuck is really good, everyone? This is Ion One of the Ion Pack, and this is the Ion Pod. And we're back with another solo, finally. I'm two two or two. What the fuck's really good? <laughs> what the fuck's really good? It's, um, like, it's like fucking six a.m. over here. And this is gonna be weekly now, right? Yeah. So yeah. Expect another one next week. You heard it here first. You already know. We want the fucking as always about beautiful Joe Blockhead Joe. Yeah, we aired out some beef. I don't know. I felt kind of bad about it, but I think we we felt good about it by the end. We said some nice things. Um. If you want to hear the whole thing, go to patreon.com slash the Pack. The rest of it is actually way sicker than the first half. Yeah, because we we squash everything. We're positive people. We're good people. We care about a lot. We try to time it out so like the first 40 is heat, but then in the last hour it becomes insane heat. Yeah, exactly. So you got no choice but to go to patreon.com slash the Pack. And you already know. All right, that's it. You already know. Oh, almost forgot. We go the fucking as always. Patreon!